Here we are. Back again. It's a Saturday. It is. Yay. And we typically podcast um, like after work mm-hmm. during the week, and we've decided to see what happens if we do it on a weekend day. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll probably be no discernible difference. Probably not, except I'm a bit hungover. Yeah, and I weirdly am not because I had a migraine yesterday, which is like the only time on a weekend when I don't go too hard because mm-hmm. my body's like, you have to go to bed. So I got a good night's sleep, promptly woke up and started doing all of the things. And now I'm drinking delicious whiskey and Ooh, white wine. Four roses. Four roses. Cheers. Just come on. <laughs> it's very mellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And what a cute logo. Oh, so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You can find us at shamepod.com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So today we are uh, thinking of covering a topic that we knew would inevitably come up. Mm -hmm. Um, And we decided just kind of like, well, you know what we should talk about is the process of how we pick these topics. Oh, yeah. Okay. So essentially we make a list, like we have like a shared Google doc that we never use because Mm -hmm. all we ever do is make notes in our phone. I write things on the back of receipts and they're like 500 in my purse. And like, it's, it's like I create the Google doc with the illusion of organization and and maybe one day (laughs) I'll like compile it all in one place. Maybe we'll have a spreadsheet with like an editorial calendar. 100%. (laughs) Yes, please. Uh huh. But no, yeah, I just have a note section on my phone too. And it's sort of like randomly in like bits of conversation. Uh, I'll just start writing things down like, oh, that would be a good topic or a good. Yeah, we're going to cover all of the shame. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Have, we have a long road ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's funny because it's like, a, yeah, it's just like, it's never ending. It just it keeps growing. Because every time we start talking about one topic, when we're like, oh, that would be interesting, it just grows into like, 500 other topics mm-hmm. so yep um which is why today's may seem like low-hanging fruit to some but i want to say it's a very rich topic mm. um that could really uh oh fuck it i'm not gonna tease it anymore uh-huh. we're talking about periods it's period shame it's period shame <laughs> menstrual blues <laughs> menstrual blues um so that's what we're doing today. yeah yep because i mean there's a lot of people in the world who have experienced this and the joys and horrors of periods. Yeah, and there are probably some of you, a lot of you listening, who have a little bit of that shame like once a month mm-hmm. and you carry it around. I go through phases. Sometimes I am way better at handling it and sometimes I am not. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so I think we want to start with Talking about kind of our period origin stories and kind of like how we learned about them and, uh, you know, our first experience of actually getting our periods. Um, So why don't you start with your your story? Um, How'd you learn about this horrible thing that was going to start happening to you? I don't. I don't think like I remember, I remember like my mom giving me these books that were, they were pamphlets. They were not books. They're probably hers from like the sixties and being like, where did she get them? Peruse them. Probably like the library when she was like in junior high and they gave them to women instead of like actually interacting with them. And they probably threw them at women. They were (laughs) little girls. They're like, here, take this one day. you'll, You'll have to know about this. Yeah. But she gave me a stack of pamphlets, which is like, um, pretty common a lot of women i know have similar stories where their mom like 
threw some piece of literature at them and was like, here, read this. You're going to need to know about it instead of like having a conversation. Mm -hmm. The difference was my shit was actually like from probably late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. So it was super outdated. I just remember. Wealth of knowledge. Wealth. One was about (laughs) boys' bodies. And I remember there was a penis and my sister found them and was like, um, she mentioned something about my magazine with the manatee. <laughs> in it. And she thought the diagram of the penis was a manatee. That's amazing. Which is beautiful. Yeah. My sister's mm-hmm. the best. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I got those pamphlets. I don't remember that sticking. I feel like I can remember relatives talking about it because I had older female cousins, like it would come up. Mm-hmm. And, um, when my hymen was broken, my mom actually thought I started my period. And that's oh. when, and it was on. Did you uh, break it on a bicycle? I sure did. Oh. A banana seat. Oh, I think I did know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was uh, trying to, this is like some deep south shit right here. I was trying to take my banana seat bike over a ditch. Oh. I thought like if I went fast enough, I could just like. Sail over? Yeah. Like <laughs> Dukes of Hazard, but on a bicycle. <laughs> Not the case. So mm. I, uh, my pelvis straight rammed right into that banana seat. Ouch. So hard that it broke my hymen. Yeah. So I went home and there was blood in my underwear and I was like, mom, like I hit, my, I hit the bike really hard. And she was like, no, what's happened is like, you're getting your period. Oh no. And I was like, so young. I think I was like, 12, 11, like I was yeah. super young. And she's like, you're young, but you know, and so and sometimes that happens. And then like, she's like, just let me know if like more comes and like more didn't. And then mm. we never talked about it again. And I think that was how I knew that I was like, oh, so at some point I'm going to start bleeding from my vagina mm. and it's going to be normal if more comes <laughs> like, and I'll have to put this like phone book size thing that my mom just gave me to put in my underwear mm-hmm. that's definitely going to chafe my thighs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So that, that was kind of it for me when I was kind of like, oh yeah, this is going to happen to me, I think. Huh. Interesting. Do you remember? Yeah, no, not really because I have an older sister and you know, it was raised by a single mother. And I think that like, it was just sort of, I just kind of always knew about them, you know? Mm-hmm. It, I don't I don't remember, like, there being, like, a specific talk my sister might have told. She tended to tell me about things before my mom did, and then I would, like, act surprised when my mom would tell me about things. You know, like, my parents' <laughs> divorce. <laughs> stuff like that. Minor shit. <laughs> Just minor. the minor stuff, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it was – I do remember um, one day in my elementary school, which seemed to be, like, pretty progressive. It was, like, outside of Santa Cruz in this little town called Scotts Valley um, – Go Vine Hill Elementary. Um, and uh, what was the mascot? A bear. Go Bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember we had like a health class day where, uh, and it was co ed too, which I thought was like, you know, cool. Because uh-huh. um, they really, really sort of normalized things and they were basically talking about sort of bodies in general and like adolescent bodies and like what we were going to like start seeing coming in the new the next several years or whatever yeah um but you know it was just about everything um and then it was they made it just super relaxed a lot of the teachers were there it was like combined classes um and then you know they would talk about you know even childbirth and stuff but it was very much like 
Anybody can ask anything and there are no bad questions and like they're, you know, and there's like, there's no reason to like laugh about any of this and da da da. And I just remember like them telling us about periods in that class and like the boys having like lots of questions and being like, what, what is this? Like, will that happen to me? And they were like, no, no, it's only, you know, this is women. Um, but yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I do remember though, this person asking a question, I think it was, uh, one of my, friends actually she asked about pushing during childbirth Mm -hmm. and she was like do you poop when you're pushing so much and i had never considered that before like that was just because it's never talked about people never and i guess it happens all the time time. and the teachers were like yeah you know that that does happen and can happen and everyone was like kind of horrified like that was the most like <laughs> like thing that everybody was grossed out by the period stuff it just didn't really like but having a bowel movement yeah, yeah, while yeah. delivering a yeah. child well, that... while people are down there like looking you know, yeah. at what's happening yeah yeah they well, seemed know, way more freaked out by that the hormones play a big role in bowel movements too i mean a lot of people get they, you know the, the period shits oh god call. i hate the period shits yeah like diarrhea, whatever, because of like either hormone surges or like drops in hormone, like totally a normal thing. So it would only make sense that you would like 100% defecate, like when Uh you're delivering a baby. All that pushing, just saying. Also, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) totally. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's awesome though, that you were in a place that was so progressive that they were kind of talking about those things. It was like so like night and day different between like that health class experience when I was in elementary school with people just being like really open and normalizing things to when um, I was in high school in the suburbs. And I think that there was probably some like abstinence only mandates or whatever, and just like not getting any information Mm. and like, I think the only things that they would tell us about, they always teach you how to be, how to have an eating disorder, right? Like, what do you mean? They're trying to do like eating disorder prevention. Oh, right. But, but they, they basically go step by step. Because they like, make you watch the movies where like yeah, the, it's Tracy basically Gold. tips. Yeah. Like where, you know, oh, keep your vomit in your closet or whatever. And like, uh, I, I very much remember very distinctly um, one of the movies telling you this tip of like eat something. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't give this tip. I'm sorry. Trigger warning for eating disorder people. Like, you know, maybe skip this part. So there, yeah, the tip was like, eat something like really colorful first. And so then you know when you're done. Getting it all out. Yeah. That makes me so sad. I know. And I don't even think that that's how the stomach works, but it was like. No, I mean, and usually like when you digest things and like, well, I guess it's coming right back up. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But yeah, but anyway, so like that was health class in high school where it was just like that. And then I had a teacher who was obsessed with Ebola and made us watch a lot of videos about people with Ebola. Good times. And like that was all we learned. And that is like, yeah, a night and day difference from like when you're actually, because you're, when you're in high school, you actually have your period and then you're yeah. starting to have sex and it would be so much nicer to be able to like learn about and like normalize all of that stuff. Totally. Yeah. So did you, so you got basically sex ed and like elementary yeah. Like they started super young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't get sex ed until the end of junior high and high school. And it was, I think maybe even just junior high. I don't No, I think we did a little bit in high school, but I just remember in junior high, the first time like we were talked to about periods, mm-hmm. um, the teacher was like, and it was co-ed and she was just like, and when a girl's on your period, you may notice that she's very emotional. You may notice she cool. smells differently oh cool. yeah yeah i mean there was so awesome there was so much like shame based 
like um like the semantics were just like she's gonna be a bitch yeah she's gonna stink yeah like and it was just like all of these things and no way was it celebratory in no way was it framed as like you're a woman now right it was like you're gonna stink you're gonna be emotional and by the way get yourself some contraceptives if you're gonna be a fucking slut because now you're fertile because now you're fertile and mm-hmm. you can get pregnant like it was totally framed through that lens gross in school yeah least. yeah no same i mean it was it was never in high school talked about in a way that was you know thoughtful or normalizing and you know i think that that's why it felt like a secret thing. Like, mm-hmm. even though we all knew that we were getting our periods and had our periods and, like, my friends and I would talk about it and, like, whatever, but we'd never discuss it around, like, the guys. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, if you were dating somebody, it was, like, very much just, like, keep that week away from them yeah. as much as possible. Right. And then there was very much that thing, like, where if you were going to go to the bathroom um, while you were on your period, it was, like the all of the t- different tricks that you would try to find to get a tampon out of your backpack or your purse oh. and like go to the bathroom like of course we all know like the tampon up the sleeve um you know if you're like wearing some long <laughs> your sleeves. wild card yeah your wild you just kind of like stick it tampon. up your sleeve and then but then like you know you can tell like if a girl is walking to the bathroom with a, like sort of half fist or whatever you're like yeah that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think like we did that. Like there was the whole like hiding shame about like having um any kind of oh, and you know what? I almost just called it feminine hygiene products. Oh yeah, I hate that term. I do too. Yeah, feminine hygiene because you're filthy. Yeah, you are filthy, right. and you need to fucking clean your fucking bloody vagina. All right, and also let's remind you that you're female. Yeah, like, feminine hygiene. Feminine hygiene. I'm like, men no. don't have to deal with this. <laughs> like, hey, guess what? Some men get periods too, and also, it's menstrual products. Yes, <laughs> that's what's happening, and that's what they're for. They're yes. not for like heightening your femininity or cleaning you in any way or keeping you sanitary. No, it's just it's sanitary like, napkin. That's the other one. Well, I mean, I know that that's a super outdated phrase, but that's one of how the things, it started. When you just said sanitary napkin, it reminded me of how, like, in junior high, like in high school, boys would be like, "She's on the rag." Yeah, like that was like the mm-hmm. thing. Like, oh, she, don't fuck with her. She's on the rag. It's yeah. just like. Well, that was another reason that we would keep it secret, right? Because you didn't want to be... First of all, you'd never want to be accused of being on your period. But then if you actually were on your period, you didn't want it to be like, oh, well, that's why she's being such a bitch or whatever, you know? Like, it's not an excuse, but people always try to pin that on you, I guess. You know, it's funny because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about how, like, it's it's such a dichotomy because I remember wanting to get my period because other people around me were getting their periods. And I'm not wanting it in the sense of, like, I knew what I was wanting, Mm. but I wanted it in the same way that I wanted to be... To fit in. And to be an adult. Oh. Like, I wanted to grow up. Like, I wanted to be, like... I was just, like, I'm ready not to be a child. I'm ready to, like, be a young woman and get away from this place and, like... Somehow, like, having a period seemed, like, almost like a rite of passage. And and not, like, I mm. I thought about it in terms of, like, God, I just really want to bleed for five <laughs> to seven days every month. And I want to know what cramps are like. Oh, God. No, it was more just, like, this is another signifier that I'm becoming an adult. Yeah. And that shit can't happen fast enough. I mean, I wanted to be an adult, too, always. And I, you know, I've said this a lot. I feel like I came out of the womb a 90-year-old woman. But... <laughs> Uh, I never wanted my period and I was a late bloomer. So I got mine quite late. Um, and How especially now, you? I feel like girls now are getting it really young. 
Um, like they are getting it like when they're uh-huh. 12 and 13. Mine was um, 13. I was, let's see, 14 or 15? 15? I think it was 13 or 14. I think it was 15. What happened? Oh, <laughs> my, my first period was kind of funny. Uh, so it's, I was on a family vacation. It was like the last days of summer. We were at the beach and it was like right before school started. Um, Perfect place for it to happen, by the way. At the beach. The, the setting just <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Perfect. <laughs> uh, I had two, I think two girlfriends with me or one girlfriend with me. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I had made everybody um, gather together um, in the basement of this beach house because I had an appointment with television. Mm. which was the first airing of My So-Called Life because it had been being previewed. And I was like, I know that I'm going to love this show and be completely obsessed with it. And turns out I was right because I'm still completely obsessed with it. Um, But yeah, so that was the first time that My So-Called Life aired, the first episode. And that night I got my period. And I was just like, well, this is unfortunate. (laughs) But it like, it ties me to that show in such a like, very specific way and makes me even love it more. It's so crazy. I mean, like, not to, like, derail too much, but my so-called life, like, I've been watching that show, Euphoria. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed. I need to watch it. obsessed. I'm halfway through right now, and, like, Barbie Ferreira, you have changed the game for me in so many ways. I love you so much. I love your character. I don't know where your arc is going, so maybe I'm speaking out of turn. But anyway, there's I don't know who that is. Oh, after that we air this, like or air this, after we record this, mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you her Insta. It's next level. She's a fucking star. Nice. Okay. So, um, all of that to say, the, these kids are like they're kids. They're like in high school, Mm. set kind of present day. Mm -hmm. And one of them says to the younger sister, what are you watching? And she says, my so-called life. And the high schooler says, fucking Jordan Catalano. And I'm like, oh my God, it still speaks to generations. Yeah, that was such a cool moment because I was like, Oh, you kids remember I was there when it came on the first time. You know, I just felt very old, but also like. Oh, it's so brilliant. It stands up. It's just such a tragedy that it aired at a time where like the TV networks got to choose what survived and what didn't. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, why wasn't this show made in like the Netflix era where, you know, the internet could have saved it? Yeah. It's a bummer because like. In a way, though, it's almost like perfection. Yeah, it is a, it's a little time capsule too. Or at least that's what I tell myself. I know. So that I don't get too sad. Like Fleabag. Uh, <laughs> Flea, I feel like Fleabag actually, like, I want more of it, but I also know that I just want more of Phoebe Waller-Bridge's brain. Yes. And I'm like, and I'm going to get more of that. Oh, exactly. So that makes yeah. me really happy. No, totally. And and also, I don't want to mess with it because season two's ending is just such a perfect end Isn't to a show beautiful? of all time. But see, that's where I wish my so-called life could have gotten, like, its proper ending. It didn't really yeah. get to go out the way that it should have. I agree. I agree. Anyway. Whew. Segway. Oh, so <laughs> you were at the beach. You're yes. sitting down to watch my so-called life. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, uh... And I was too, I got my period and it wasn't much, but it was enough to be like, oh yeah, that's what's happening. Um, and I think I didn't tell anyone. Like I'm not, pretty sure that I didn't tell anyone. Like not your friends? No. Did you tell your family? No. I think I just stole a pad from my mom 
And I, I was too afraid to use tampons because I didn't know how they worked. Ooh, honey, that's a whole conversation. Yeah, I was way too afraid. So I wore pads for the first like few months. No, I guess it would have been longer than that. Like maybe like the first six months or so of my period. So yeah, like six full periods of just pads. And I also used to do this thing where like I didn't like that they shifted around Mm-hmm. And so I would wear bicycle shorts underneath my pants to like uh, keep everything like, like tight and locked. Yeah. yeah. And I remember one time, actually, there's a picture of this I have where I'm like lifting my arm because I think I'm putting my arm around my friend and you can see the bicycle shorts above my jeans because my shirt lifts up a little mm-hmm. bit in mm-hmm. the picture. And I remember like doing that one time. And for some reason, I thought like I was genius and like nobody would figure out what I was doing or why <laughs> I was wearing bicycle shorts under my pants. But I remember one time like like lift, my shirt lifted up or whatever a little bit. And my sister was like, are you in your period? And I was like, why? She's like, why are you wearing bicycle shorts? And I was just like, um. Busted. Uh. And then I think I started using tampons after that. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I guess it's more obvious than I thought. And I really don't want people to know. So yeah. like being way more discreet. When did you end up telling someone? So you didn't tell someone on the trip, but did you, do you no. remember like? I think I ended up telling my mom and then things got kind of wonky with my period because like it, it was kind of a slow starter. Like it came and then I think like it wasn't very consistent. And Mm. so I wasn't quite sure about it. Yeah. And then I had like a medical thing and I remember going to the doctor and like them asking, cause they always ask about your period. Like when was your last period or whatever? And like, I can never remember because I've never been a good at tracking it. (laughs) And so my mom was like asking me. And then I think that that's kind of when I told her, I think at the doctor that I was like, yeah, I think that I have it. I don't know for sure. Did you get any kind of reception from her at all or from your family? Was there any? No. Just kind of like, oh, okay. you have this now. Yeah. Yeah. It w- I mean, because, you know, my sister had had hers and, like, my mom, you know, it was very normal. Like, there were always tampons and pads around and, like, you know, them having their periods. It was just a thing. So it was like. Yeah. Okay. And now you're join the club, I guess. Yeah. yeah it, there was no like fanfare about it at yeah. all. Or like, oh my god, Lily has her period. Uh, no. I do remember though the first time because I d- I am not a naked person. I d- I don't I don't like to hang out naked. Mm. I don't feel comfortable being naked around people. Mm-hmm. I just hate it. But like my family. My mom and my sister were, like, less shy about that stuff. And so, you know, you would undress and get in the shower or whatever and, like, pee in front of me, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time I I actually did that, which I never really did before. Like, I think I just, like, took my robe off or whatever, got in the shower. My sister was in the bathroom. She's like, oh, my God, you've got pubic hair. And I was just like... <laughs> and this is why I don't undress around Yeah, you. exactly. Because I think that that was way more weird for me than... I don't know, periods. Yeah, just like your body kind of changing, morphing. Yeah. Yeah, we were a totally boundaryless household. Like, Mm. my mom would come in while I was taking a bath and sit on the side of the tub and talk to me. I would do the same with her. Like, we just didn't have... I Like, I didn't until I was an adult go to her house and start locking the door when I peed because I was like, we can't do this anymore. Uh, This is no longer... And then in terms of nudity, like, 
my mom is like one of the most like fluid people with that. Like mm. she's just like, she can be just like walking around like in her bra and it's fine. And it's always like if it's other women, like if she's just right. with women, she's super comfortable with it. Mm. She's like, oh, whatever. Um, my sister way less so. Like yeah. my sister is more kind of like you, I think, where she's just kind of like, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. Like, I would never go to a gym where there's a naked sauna. Yeah. Ever. I don't know. It really depends on the mood I'm in. I don't feel like I'm like, yeah, I'm totally comfortable with my body and I can do what I want. But I definitely am a, like, lead by example kind of person. Yeah. Um, and meaning I don't lead by example, but if someone else does, oh, I You're like, follow. I can jump in on this. Yeah, 100%. All it takes is somebody being kind of confident. And I'm like, well, I'd like to be in that whatever without my clothes on. I don't know what it is. I just don't enjoy being naked. It's like, even if I had a banging body and I was, like, super confident about how I looked, I would not go anywhere naked. You have a banging body. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but, I, yeah, I just, I wouldn't. I would never feel comfortable being naked in front of groups of people. Yeah. No. Anyway, that's also. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, it's it's interesting, though, because it's like, it's kind of like a vulnerable thing to be naked in front of people. Like, yeah. It's a whole, that's a whole different episode. That is a whole different episode. But yeah, I mean, I think that I've gotten, I mean, I don't know if we want to like jump into this yet. I just, I, I'm way less weird about my period than I was like as a kid or you know, a teenager. Um, just, I think maybe you just get so used to it that you're just like, whatever. But I remember when it first was happening, it was very much a thing that was just like, I, I, and I've always had really long periods, Mm -hmm. like seven straight days. Yeah. That's been, you know, for most of, since I've had it just like really long ones. And so it was just like, just felt like it took up so much of my life. Yeah. Well, it does. Yeah. And like, I have it on my Google calendar now and I'm just like, um, like the Dolly Parton song, here you come again. I'm just like, here you come on. <laughs> yeah. And my just like coming around the corner every chance it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, my, I have like an embarrassing period story that I often confuse with starting my period because it was more profound mm. than like starting my period because it was me learning about how to deal with periods. So, oh. I got my period in seventh grade and I went to the bathroom and it was just there and Mm. I knew and I was like, I have to go home. And my mom, I don't know if she was out of town or working or something was happening. And my grandma had to come, my my grandma had to come pick me up. And she was not happy because I didn't seem sick and she had to like leave work, but I couldn't say. And so we had a secretary named Mrs. Dimple. I'm not even kidding. That was her name, Mrs. Dimple. Uh, (laughs) Mrs. Dimple was, I was like on the phone and I'm like trying to whisper and I'm like, I just feel like I need to really like go home right now. And like, she's just like, well, what's wrong? Like what hurts? And I'm like, like, I just think that. And so Mrs. Dimple's like, did Aunt Flo come to visit? Oh, Aunt Flo. That term. And I had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. And I'm just like. No one's in town. It's just me, my mom, and my sister like it normally oh my God, is. That's really funny. And she's like, no, is Aunt Flo here? And I'm like, I don't have an Aunt Flo. Like while I'm on the phone with my maternal grandma who hears the conversation and is like, do you need me to pick you up? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, please. And so she comes. I get in the car. I explain to her what happened. And she's a little more forgiving. And mm-hmm. then like I go inside and I'm just like, uh 
And so when my mom gets home, like I tell her the whole story and like, she's pretty understanding, but I just remember I ate not one, but two ice cream sandwiches when Excellent. I got home. Like you should. I was like, <laughs> like, it was just like, this was hard and grandma wasn't nice. Oh, Miss Dimple. And like, everything is different now. And I had to like go and like, there was like tampons and then there were pads in the house. And I was looked, I remember looking at the tampon box. Yeah. And my mom had like taken out the instructions because of course she had, there were like a couple lying around. Like, right. The, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like, I don't even fucking know where to begin with that oh, shit. Yeah. So no. I just grabbed a pad, put it in, ate uh, two ice cream sandwiches. And I was such a kid, you know, like right. that's the thing I remember, like turning on cartoons. Oh, you know, like I remember, like putting on cartoons and like eating two ice cream sandwiches. So, yeah, like, that I mean, was. It is weird because yeah, when you start, you are a kid, pretty a kid. much. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's um, <laughs> like I I remember thinking about tampons too in this way because I didn't really know. Um, I was afraid of them because a lot of people have said like that, that term, like pop your cherry and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know exactly what that meant, but I sure. knew that like something and I know that like that's total bullshit now, but I didn't at the time. And I was like afraid because people were like, oh, you, you basically lose your virginity if you use tampons. Yeah. And I was like, also, if you leave it in for more than 30 minutes, you're going to die. Toxic shock yeah. syndrome. I was also very afraid of toxic shock syndrome. Yes. Because that's the few things that I knew. Like, also, young and modern and sassy didn't help. No. There were steady, like, Q&As and, and, and like, uh, magazine-style infomercials that are, like, on the page. That yeah. Are, like, are you at risk for toxic shock yeah. syndrome? Like, I was terrified of oh, that Oh, same. Shit. Because I think Jane Magazine, I think Jane actually got toxic shock syndrome and, like, wrote about it in the magazine. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to happen to me. Totally. I remember one time I slept when I was getting used to, like, wearing tampons. I fell asleep with one through the night. And I remember I woke up and, like, when I took it out, I started crying because I was like, well, this is it. I have toxic shock syndrome <laughs> like, now. My fingernails are going to fall out. It's all over. <laughs> or whatever happened. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think that that was just – it's such a weird myth. And, and, like, speaking of hymens and stuff, I don't really know what happened to mine. But I am, you know, I at mean, some point, something happened knows? to it. It's so stupid that we're hung up on it yeah. as a society. Oh, it's insane. Culture. In any way. I literally, like, slammed into the banana seat yeah. of a bicycle. Yeah. And it knocked my shit out. I See, I don't remember what happened to mine or what, whatever. But I do know that the lack of it almost killed me. Yeah. And by that, I mean, I think I've told you this story before, but uh, my appendix ruptured when I was 16 Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, exam after exam after exam, for some reason, people couldn't figure out what the fuck appendicitis was. And then it ended up rupturing because they kept sending me home and just being like, we don't know, just watch her. And I was like throwing up, had a super high fever, Mm -hmm. like whatever. And so it had actually ruptured and like all of those toxins were just like coursing through my body basically. And, um, you know, this female doctor uh, would not believe me. When she, because she thought it was an ectopic pregnancy and refused to believe. And I was like, I am, I've never had sex, like, unless this is immaculate conception, like, stop (laughs) giving me pelvic exams. And she refused. She gave me like four. And so I was in the emergency room for like two days or something ridiculous before finally 
they get a surgeon down there and he was like, this girl is going to die if we don't get her into surgery like immediately. But it was all because she wouldn't believe that I was a virgin because I guess I wasn't like hymenally intact or whatever. And so Who it's just like, hey, right? And if you are, good for you. Yeah. Or not. Who cares? Right. I Same thing. I was in a car accident. We were rear-ended when I was in high school with a friend and my sister was in the back seat and a guy just like slammed into us. And we, both my sister and I got super shaken up. And because we were so young, they put us on stretchers and whatever. And to do any kind of imaging, they were like, are you pregnant? And I was like, I'm a virgin. And they were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we need you to be honest with us. And I'm just like, yep. I am. Same. You know? And that so, ex- same thing And so what wound up happening is they were like, if you're not honest with us, we're just going to have to put a catheter in and draw the urine out that way and do a pregnancy test. And I was like... Well, I am being honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they did the urine cath and that's all they got. And then anyway, they're like, they never even brought it up to me. I just remember like when my mom showed up at the hospital, poor lady, like both of us in the emergency room. And I'm like, my mom's like, how are you? And I'm like, they're making me pee through a tube. And she was just like, why? Do you have to go to the bathroom? And I was like, they think I'm pregnant. Ugh. I was like, I'm a virgin. And I'd never told my mom. Like, we yeah. haven't talked about it. And it was so weird. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I know. Well, it was the same thing, too. Because, like, I remember my dad and my mom being in the room. And I had to, like, tell, keep telling this woman... Like, I have never had sex, and it was humiliating to me. Like, yeah. I, you know, like, while she's, like, giving me, like, pap smear after pap smear, like, and... Also, what was this bitch out to prove? I don't know. And then she, I think she made my parents leave at one point because she thought I would be, like, honest with her if they weren't there. And I was like, look, bitch, I've never had sex. Like, get out of my vagina. I'm tired of you. I was just in so much pain, too, and it was just, like, so terrible. And that's the other thing, like, I think that this happens a lot with women in healthcare. Like, we don't get believed. No. And, like, if we have pain and, you oh my know, God. we just don't, they, no, no one believes us ever. I mean, this, the, we should have the Google Doc open right now because, like, this is another huge point of shame yeah. for women because... Women's health is notoriously, like, the research is underfunded and the impetus is not there. And, yeah, so there is so much, like, I must be crazy Mm -hmm. because what's wrong with me? There's not a name for it. There's a lot of gaslighting in the medical field, like, around women's health for sure. I mean... But, I mean, also, too, I think that we say certain things like this a lot, but, like, if men got their periods, like, they would have, like, a way better solution for cramps than they do. 100%. If men got their periods... Tampons wouldn't be taxed at a luxury tax. Oh, (laughs) no. They would be handing them out. They would be free. Men would get paid time off. Mm -hmm. Like, it would be a whole different ballgame if men got periods. Mm -hmm. I I really do believe that. Mm -hmm. I do, too. Um... But I do want to say the moment that I feel like I remember being the time I got my period, which is not the true time, was I was new at having my period. Mm -hmm. I had gotten it at the end of seventh grade. It was the beginning of eighth grade. So I'd had like the summer. And like you, it was like on again, off again. Mm -hmm. Didn't really know. Right. So I was a cheerleader. Which has its own, (laughs) only Jesus can judge me. Um, So I was a cheerleader and my uniform was the only one that didn't come in in time because we had ordered new uniforms. Mm. So on the first day of school for like our like rally, like welcome back, like um, 
I didn't have it. And then my mom took me to Wet Seal. Do you remember yes, Wet Seal? Yes, I remember Wet Seal. Because it was like, just get yourself something fun. Wet Seal was the OG Forever 21. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> so we went to Wet Seal and I got some shit that reminded me of Jenny McCarthy from Singled Out. Perfect. Like, I was just like, this is what I want. And I went like a, <laughs> a penny loafer with like a thick clog. Mom's like, like the 70s. And like, whatever, bitch. These are in style right now. Don't make this about you. Even though I now look back and I'm like, so 70s. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I wear the outfit because I get to be like the MC because my outfit isn't there. And so my uniform. And so I had had my period. I had been off of it for maybe a day or two. And I get up from second period, first day of classes. And a classmate grabs my arm and like pulls me back. Oh. And she's like, hey. She's like, um, he just stopped me. And the guy who stopped her was my friend of the time's ex-boyfriend, which was even more just like written. She's like, he wanted me to point out to you, like, you have blood all over the back of your skirt. Oh, God. And like, I did like a, like, I, my first thought was, oh my God, is there blood on the chair? Uh-huh. And I looked over and there, because like, it wasn't that kind of blood, there wasn't blood on the chair. Because right. I'm like, am I hemorrhaging? Right, right, is it right, running right. down my legs? Right. Are my 70s shoes filling up with blood? <laughs> but like, I, like, immediately she gave me a jacket tied it around my waist had to go home that was one where like my mom was home and I was just mortified yeah and she had to like give me the very important talk that like this happens sometimes it seems like it's over it's not like it's gonna come back like with a vengeance with a vengeance (laughs) because it would have like lasted three or something days right I was like well that was a short one and it's like uh, just kidding. But I think that one is kind of like the, in my mind's eye, like I'm getting my period because it was public. Yeah. It was like, oh, everyone knows I have it now. Yeah. I don't really have any thing. I think I was just very, very vigilant about it because I was too afraid to like ever even like let it be known or shown. So I was just like very like careful all the time. Yeah. Like I probably... Ended up wearing, like, pads or tampons, like, when I shouldn't ha- or didn't need them, like, a day or so, like, after my Oh, period. after that, you can bet your bottom dollar Yeah, right, day. yeah. I mean, it's just, I think, you know, but there's that, too, where it's, it's sort of, like, leaking and, like, just dealing with all of that and, like, the constant, like, I already told you, you know, because, like, in the first episode where I talk way too much about pee and how much but now I, I actually like I hate peeing I hate it I hate everything that was surrounding peeing um so like add a period on top of that and it's yeah. just like a fucking nightmare <laughs> I remember like my mom always wearing the ones with wings so I associated oh, yeah. them with her and it was just like mm-hmm. ugh, I'm never gonna wear the one with wings calm down <laughs> and then like once I understood what periods were and yeah I had, like I started to get a heavy flow through the night and I was uh-huh. like and how it just kind of goes everywhere and I'm like oh, I gotta get those wings Oof. yeah I mean so another reason that I started wearing tampons is because I, I hated sleeping in pads it made me like feel gross and like it'll wake you up also when there's like blood in your butt crack or coming down the front. Or coming down the front. Yeah. yeah. And like and like just creating a little pile. Yeah. Just a little puddle. Ruining sheets. Oh. Mattresses. Exactly. Underwear. Exactly. Pajamas. I mean, and that's why I was wearing those bicycle shorts because like when I was wearing pads, like I wanted like it to just like cup the pad to me. Yes. Like suction it to me because I could not stand the like wet feeling. Yeah. And like no matter how much it like claims to absorb, sometimes also, I mean... 
if this is TMI, I'm sorry. Impossible, but, not on this podcast. <laughs> but like sometimes it's too chunky to absorb. Yeah, it's a clot. Yeah. Yeah. Like and you know, that's not gonna it's not like that very um unviscous blue liquid in the commercials. Like sometimes oh, it's don't you thick. love that? Yeah, Rich, God, it's just such like, bullshit. Such a lightweight blue color. <laughs> yeah. It's detergent. Right. You know, it's, it's just so like, clean. It's so clean. So fresh and so clean. Mm. Smells like spring water. Yeah. Spring linens <laughs> on the Yeah. And it's, you know, as thin as water too. And you're like, no, no sometimes this is molasses. Like yeah, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I so my mom mostly used pads. She didn't use tampons for the mm. most part. And then when I first started using tampons, like it was kind of like I had been told how to use them, like if you're swimming or like mm. in case of some kind of athletic endeavor. Okay. Um, and I played tennis, so that was a thing. Like mm. you should probably wear a tampon when you play. Oh, right, right. And so, but I, I, they were so uncomfortable for me. Mm. Like I never really learned how to like put them in. And finally, a friend was like, "Well, what's your pro- like? What is your problem with it? Like, what?" I was like, "Well, I'm sitting on the toilet," and then she's like, "Whoa." that's your first problem. She's like, you put them in while you're sitting on the toilet. And I was like, yeah. She's like, no, you need to put a leg up on the bathroom (laughs) countertop and then the other leg down. She's like, cause that's going to give you the best angle to feel if it's really in. And this is like some ninth grade talk right here. Oh, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, I think that that's the pose that they might have in the pamphlets in tampon boxes. I did it for years. Really? But only when I needed because I wasn't a, I wasn't a tampon wearer for uh, yeah. years. I wore pads for yeah. years, and then I would only wear tampons when I was like on like again athletic endeavors yeah. or like swimming or something where I just didn't want to deal with it um, until I got like kind of granola at the beginning of college, and I got like um, party in my pants pads pamps. Okay, we're gonna give I them a shout out. I have never heard of that. Yeah, we're gonna give them a shout out. It's All right. two sisters who make like these. Um, reusable, washable, um, fabric pads. It was like a game changer for me because I was in that radical, like, I'm not buying you fucking pink tax products. And I was like, and I preferred pads still Mm. at the time. And I was just like, and it just, uh, game changer. All right. Yeah. I think my game changer moment was I had been using Tampax with like the cardboard applicators. Yeah. And they always scraped and were really uncomfortable. And then another mm-hmm. thing with Tampax that I did not love. I mean, maybe they changed their situation. I haven't used them in years. Um, but they're really long. Yeah. They're, I mean, and they're pretty long. So I would remember, like, them poking me in the cervix. And, like, cr- and that makes you cramp more, right? So mm-hmm. it was like I hated them. But when I found – so my game changer is – my mother used to use them and then stopped for a while, but I just I had always remembered them. And so when I started using OBs again, mm-hmm. they're like, they don't have an applicator, which is my favorite thing about See, them. See, and I have to have an applicator. I feel like it's just like, like cotton. Like I can just feel the cotton against my... Oh. Yeah, I don't like... The- See, that's how I feel about the applicators. I feel like they scrape and like pinch on the way well, out part of, yes they do which is why i hate tampons yeah like i just can't well now i have like a, a system mm-hmm. but like yeah and i if i have to do tampons like for example we're getting ready to go on a trip and mm-hmm. i'm gonna be on my period and i'm trying a new 
uh, device, um, which I will report back on on the podcast. I'm not ready to talk about it yet until I tried it. Um, but yeah, and I, so for backup, I get the ones with the plastic applicator and they're mm, terrible for I hate the em. environment. I hate them. They're the worst. I know, but it, I feel like it glides in easier. Like the, the cotton always feels to me like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about I. I don't have a but problem with them. But I also never them. use OB, so maybe I need to I give love them. A go. them. So they're not super. So OB kind of has like a slickness to the outside of the cotton, which I'm not sure is great for you. And bleach cotton in general is probably not great for you. But I love them because they're shorter. There's none of that application applicator like pinching weirdness, and mm. they just I feel like they're they morph to like how your body actually is inside instead okay. of like those like really super stick straight yeah, yeah like because yeah. when you pull them out they you can tell they have like a curvature to them that's like your body like nestled into it a little bit more yeah. yeah and that's why i like them so much i just i find them way more comfortable they don't sit against my cervix and that's another thing too speaking of toxic shock um that is like one of the main problems i think I'm not a medical professional, so if I'm getting this wrong, but I think that it's like bacteria that builds up between the tampon and like your cervix. And if it's sitting against there, Mm. I think that that's where toxic shock kind of gets its start. Interesting. And so if it's not like right up against there, I feel like you're less at risk. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me. But that's what I've heard anyway. I think that I just, I tampons are not for me. Pads are not for me. I feel like I have... I'm in a place right now where, like, I've got some shit down that works. I'm yeah. always ready for that shit to be improved. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just it, – and it's it's such a journey, too, being a woman mm. with so few options. And it's crazy to me that, A, we have a pink tax at all. That's just Ugh. so stupid. It's insane. It's, I've never heard it called pink tax. Pink tax? No. Yeah, on um, women's products. I've heard, like, I know that they get luxury taxed, but mm-hmm. I've never heard it called pink tax. Yeah, so the pink tax is um, essentially, <laughs> I'm going to toxic shock uh, quote you here, from what I understand, <laughs> um, from read for me, like, I don't know, but I'm paraphrasing from articles I've read. It's essentially like... Um, the tax that is on tampons, pads, yeah. feminine hygiene mm-hmm. products, if you will. Um, I think it's also on other products that are kind of like, in quotes, like for women. Like I think yeah. like makeups, lotions, oh, perfume. Like the Bic pen for ladies? Or like, yeah, women's <laughs> razor. I think there's like a pink tax, but I know for sure it applies to like tampons and pads. Mm-hmm. And ever since I was in college, I've just been fucking furious about oh, that. Oh, it's insane. That's why I started with the party in my pants pads, which by the way, if you're curious about them at all, like I highly recommend checking them out. They are still around. Oh, nice. I'm still on their mailing list. Sometimes they send me like fun little things. And it mm-hmm. was the first product that I ever used that was like a reusable like uh, period product. Mm-hmm. And it was just like super rad. The thing was, and I was had a boyfriend at the time, and it was kind of like a fuck you, like you either like this or you don't kind of thing, because mm. it was like, yeah, these are going in the laundry, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you kind of have to be down for a little bit of that. And I know mm. that everybody's like a different level of comfort with like their own bodily fluids, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny because I, I do use tampons and they're like, exclusively i've never bought like panty liners Mm -mm. um i don't 
like you know just for like extra protection or whatever i really i don't know when to wear them I don't either. As I get older, maybe when I ovulate, but that shit's just like gelatin. Well, so it's not going <laughs> to stick to the pant. The older I get, I swear to God, it is so thick. I yeah. feel like I could sling it at the wall. It yeah, will yeah. pop back and hit me in the eye. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening with the ovulation. Yeah. I mean, we can get into that for sure. But um, <laughs> It's not why we're here today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it is. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I I was just gonna say, like, I I don't use panty liners. I never have. I if I if my tampon leaks, it leaks. I ruined my underwear. I whatever. Mm-hmm. I've ruined my pants. I guess. Um, you know that happens a lot. But so I, I just tampons are it for me. I cannot use pads. I just it it can't. Yeah. Um. But weirdly, it, I will just kind of free bleed when yeah. I'm at home. Sure. I mean, I won't do that at work or whatever, but I definitely do that when I'm at home. I just, like, don't use tampons. I, I sleep without them. Period like, panties? You would do? I need to get some. You would love I them. I know. I've been thinking you about getting would. Thinks for so long. Yeah. There are yeah. other brands. There's a couple to. different. You can do, go with Thinks. Maybe we will if you sponsor us, Thinks, whatever. <laughs> um, no, but they're, they kind of, like, are, you know, they've got the big namesake. Like, they're the ones that I think people associate with when they think about period panties. Yeah. But, I have them and I got to say, I really love them, especially because for me, like I start, it's a taper. And when I end, it's a taper. Mm-hmm, and then same. in the middle, it's like the elevator doors opening and the shining. So mm-hmm. like that's kind of like there's no in between. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning and the end, they're so useful because it's just like wearing like kind of a thicker pair of cotton panties. Yeah. And it's so comfortable and they dry. It's not wet. Yeah. Like it wicks. So it's not like I'm walking around in like a soiled diaper. Right, <laughs> you know right, what right, I mean? Right. Which yeah. pads can feel like. Yes. That's why yeah. I don't wear them yeah. because I, I hate how they feel. I just hate it. I I hate being able to like feel it in your underwear when you're walking. And like I, it used to be, I'm sure that like technologically they've gotten so much better, but like you could hear them sometimes oh yeah and i was just like this is and that, again with the bicycle shorts that yeah. was another like thing to keep it from being i remember audible that's part of the reason i hated the wings is yeah. i was like this is more plastic to rustle yep yeah no i think like where i'm at right now with it um i mean is i i, re- I don't want to re i don't want to buy things that's my big thing like i don't want to spend money they're expensive i it, it, the price is a is a factor in a way, but even bigger than that is I don't want to buy their fucking products. Like, yeah. I'm full of rage right. for Tampax and Kotex and all of these fucking products that require me to buy their shit every month. And yeah. I'm like, no. And they're all like probably male owned companies. Oh my God. One, it's probably like fucking Procter and Gamble. Yeah, and like, yeah. I've never really looked at Johnson and Johnson. It's probably the same motherfuckers. Yeah. So the way I do it now is I've got my period panties and mm-hmm. uh, I use the Diva Cup. Mm. And the Diva Cup has been like a real... Diva Cup and I have been on quite the journey. <laughs> um, the one thing I will say that I've really enjoyed about the Diva Cup that I didn't expect is that I know how much I'm bleeding. I didn't think that I needed to know that. But when you can kind of quantitatively see it, yeah. when you empty it and you're just like... And I almost just fucking killed Jason in that meeting because once again, he talked over me and you go to the bathroom and you're like, I swear to God, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. And then you like, it's overrunning. Yeah. Your diva cup runneth over and you're just like, right. I need, and it's kind of like, it's almost like 
then I get to kind of communicate with my body in a weird way. Like, then I'm like, you need more water. Yeah. You need to, like, have some vitamin K. Like, get some iron up in there. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I like it for those reasons. Um, But the one I'm trying that I'll get back to you about is the... I, I was fed an ad on Instagram, and I didn't go with the company that they served the ad to me with, but it's like a ring, and it has kind of like a plastic bottom, and like you, I'm not going to be able to describe it, but it, it sounds like a female condom or like a diaphragm like or something. It kind of looks like that, but like uh-huh. it's got like this thing, and then you kind of like pop it in place, and you pull it out, and you can wear it. Here's what I really like about it. You can wear it for up to 12 hours. Oh, nice. That just sounds like a fucking dream to yeah, me. Yeah, not like, to I don't think about think it. Think about it. Totally. Yeah. Apparently, you can have sex. Oh. While you're yeah, while you're wearing it, like interesting. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I'll uh, I'll report back. <laughs> okay. With yes, my findings, please do. With I my mean, findings. I'm yeah. Any sort of new period technology is fascinating as long as it's yeah not pad based <laughs> yeah the problem with this one is like you have to buy it it's like you can't reuse them oh okay but then i'm like well if i can find one that's like biodegradable or you know i just i don't want to put more like plastic shit yeah, out into the world i know for sure yeah i mean i think about that all the time like uh just the waste yes of it all well yeah you buy the cardboard mm-hmm. box and then you've got the mm-hmm. cardboard or plastic applicator don't forget that it's wrapped in its individual paper or plastic yeah. sleeve and it's just well, that's the other thing that i love about ob so much it's like all compact because it doesn't have the applicator so the box is smaller and it's wrapped in like cellophane mm-hmm. so it's like super minimal packaging um but then again it is just this like bleached cotton ball basically so i mean there is that uh yeah i don't know you just find what works for you. And yeah. It's amazing. Well, I feel I feel kind of lucky in a sense because I feel like our options are getting better with time. Hope so. Yeah, I mean they really are. Like I feel like when you and I were like when you and I was growing up back in the day, we we really just ha- had like tampons and pads. Yeah. You know, and it was like that was it. And now we've we're able to talk about things like the Diva Cup and mm-hmm. period panties and this new thing I'm going to try and like I don't know what the name of it is. That's why I'm like this new thing uh, I want to try. I don't know that it, it has a name. Um, I should like give it's it a the name. nameless uh, menstrual like, product. It's like, like a ring, like a like an. Uh, I was going to do something like an angel halo period product, but I, I can't morph it into anything that clever. But I'll I will report back, and I'll also post photos of it uh, on the blog so you guys have like a visual yeah, of what perfect. it looks like. All right. Yeah. Oh my God, we're almost like, we're, yeah, that's crazy. Because I was like, okay, and next, because we have another half an hour, right. let's talk about period pain. And oh my, well. You you deal with that way more than I do. Yeah. You've got, you've got some serious. I mean, yeah, I've always had like really terrible cramps. That's just been a part of my period journey. It's like, I've never had a period where they weren't like, n- horrifically painful yeah I remember one of the first vacations we went on like with a group of friends and you had such bad cramps that you had to take like a legit pain pill yeah you don't do well with pain pills so you were in pain and then you were sick to your stomach because of the pain pill yeah and I felt so bad for you because I was like there's no winning well and it's just dumb because I need to stop doing that where like I just get so desperate sometimes because it's so painful and I just like my brain can't like 
be present and I just can't function because it's just so painful. So then like I always try these things like, okay, yeah, whatever I have around me, like I've tried smoking weed before and I don't yeah. do well with weed. And so that's a horrible time. Um, and <laughs> you know, for everyone. Um, but yeah, this instance, like I think I had gotten like, uh, I don't know. I, I had a pain medicine for some reason. I think it was a dental thing. So I had like some whatever, but I think that it had codeine in it and mm. I, that makes me nauseated. And so, but I was so desperate because I just, we were like, yeah, like you said, on a trip and I just wanted to like be present and like with friends and having a good time. But I was just in so much pain that I was just like, I'm just going to take this and hopefully it'll just like take all the pain away. Instead, it made me vomit like yeah. all night. <laughs> you know, it's like funny that like, okay, so you just brought up like, um, kind of like the, like the whole pain thing and like, um, like taking medication and like hoping medication will do the trick. Like yeah. I've never had terrible, uh, periods. I mean, in terms of pain, I do get cramps. I get like lower back pain, mm. but I actually get that crazy thing that when you're ovulating, Oh, I get that too. middle schmerz or whatever it's called. I always call it middle ditch and short because <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. Wait, are but, you talking about how you can feel it? The ovulating. It's yeah, yeah, two yeah. pinches. Yes, it's yes. like pinching and then like I have extreme lower back pain. Yeah. I get that and I always have way worse than I get the period pain. Yeah. I mean, also to um also really quickly, smoking weed on my period is one of the few times I can really enjoy it without mm. getting like it, it has to be the right stuff. I mean, it has mm. to be like more kind of like indica cbd heavy i'm not a sativa speedy person at all but i do feel like it kind of like empowers me a little bit like i'm kind of like i wish i wish that i could find a strain of weed that works for me but i just the trial and error is brutal though i hate it yeah i actively hate weed sorry yeah. you weed smokers out there i hate it yeah it does not work for me it well, just makes me wish it was over yeah. Yeah. Well, then it's not for you. No. It's not I, the your... The only thing that I've been chill with is CBD only. Mm-hmm. Zero THC gummies. Yes. And I will take, like, a little bit of one and then just go to sleep. Yeah. No, and those are great. They're great for... Um, they're great for your... They're great for migraines. They're great for periods. Yeah. They're great for fuck my boss. They're great for <laughs> any of those. So, yeah, CBD gummies. Yeah. Highly so recommend. should we just like maybe? So we'll we're gonna leave you on red. That's my new favorite um to- like phrase. I just learned it and I couldn't be more excited. Leaving someone on red. Isn't it read? Oh, I thought it was like they read your message. No. Leaving you on read. Am I wrong? I, think I don't that's know. It. Oh my god, we're so old. <laughs> no, and I thought it was like, like, because you know how, like, when you text someone and they have their um, yeah. red receipts on. Oh, so I always thought it was they left you on red. You might be right. I don't know. I think you might be right. <laughs> Let's just say we're both right. That <laughs> okay. we're both old. Let's agree to agree that we're both too old. But I do like that phrase. Uh-huh. So, um. I'm going to leave y'all on read red. And uh, <laughs> when I get back from vacay, I'll check in about my new period product. Yes, because our diva cup runneth over and yes. it is time to go. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, so next time um, we talked about the idea of continuing the period conversation. We might not. Who knows? We're in pre-vacation mode. So 
<laughs> what we like to say around here instead of whatever is any card could win. Any card could any win. Any card could win. Yeah. So we'll... Uh, you might be hearing way more about our periods very soon. Lucky duck. You might know. Or you might not. Lucky duck. <laughs> Either way, you're winning. Yeah. Thanks for sticking out another episode with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks. Happy to have you. Mm-hmm. And hey, for our friends down under, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We noticed we got some Australian listeners. Hey, looking at you, Australia. Something. Oh, it is warming our hearts. It totally is. Beyond. Mm-hmm. Beyond. All right. Have a good week. We'll yeah. talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.